Hi, I'm Joss. Hi, I'm Claudia. And this is the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. We're two cousins on opposite ends of the globe with a lot of opinions about figure skating. And we are here to deliver the news, recaps, and scream about Sway and Han scoring a world record at their home Olympics. We love to see it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Beijing Olympics. This seems very dystopian, doesn't it? <laughs> oh gosh, indeed it does. Um, we're here. We're finally here. We are here. Um, we actually didn't think that a lot of people would be here, including Keegan Messing, <laughs> among others. But thankfully, he's arrived safely in Beijing, and we have arrived safely here to do this recap for you. <laughs> Not in Beijing, in safely in our home kitchens. Safely? <laughs> well, questionably safely. Um, it was definitely an eventful team event, full of uh, terrible Chinese media, some on-ice crashes, um, but we will get to that when we will. This episode, we're going to go over um, the short programs of the team events. Next episode, we're going to go over the free skates. This was a ride and a half. I didn't expect that the team event was going to be this dramatic. Like, I knew it was going to be dramatic because we've had World Team Trophy. And then comes selections and swaps and media. So, whoops. <laughs> you know, we could use some precedent at times. But unfortunately, many things were unprecedented in this team event. When have we ever had precedented times? Like, just... Yeah. We haven't seen any of those no. in the last two years, have we? Two, three, ten, twenty, who knows? Um, But let's get straight into it. We're going to start off with the first event of the entire figure skating schedule and of the team event as well, and that is our men. Oh, men. Oh, men. (laughs) Poor boys. (laughs) Poor boys. The boys that had to skate both the short and the free, only to skate the short and the free again. (laughs) <laughs> All within seven days. It's just like, oh, skate, break, skate, break, skate, break, skate, break. And you're like, okay, cool. That's your Olympics cool. over. <laughs> cool. Great. Uh, speaking of whom is one Roman Sadovsky from Canada, who I personally love and felt so bad about oh, his performance. I honestly just felt so bad for him. Like we said in the beginning, Keegan Messing was stuck um, because he tested positive for COVID and had to receive two consecutive negative tests in order to board a plane to China. Thankfully, he did, um, and he did arrive on practice ice last night, but that meant that Roman had to skate both the short and the free in the team event and will also be skating the short and hopefully the free in the individual event (laughs) coming up starting tonight. Why would you even throw hopefully out there? He's going to do it. Please, Roman. He's skating first. I know. Poor guy. Oh, poor oh, thing. God. Poor thing. Absolute candles out. And the schedule for the Olympics is kind of weird because the start of the events are really kind of at 9 a.m. <laughs> Great. And normally Great. people are used to competing at like 9 p.m. So that will be fun. Like, let's wake up straight in the morning shower get ready and whoop i'm competing at the olympics woohoo <laughs> great i don't function before like 2 p.m <laughs> or after 2 p.m for that matter so <laughs> thank goodness no one shows me for their olympic team <laughs> uh functioning is a is a foreign concept however for roman oh I just felt so bad. So I was super, super happy that we finally got to see the Olympian Roman Sadovsky because 
He stepped out and skated on Olympic ice. But then it just, the program, I felt like it was not as awful, but in the similar vein and vibe of Camden at Four Continents where things just felt like a blur. Like it didn't seem real. Roman didn't seem like he was all there afterwards going like just, he was probably thinking what the hell just happened. So opened with a bailed quad sow. And you could kind of tell in the air that it wasn't going to wasn't gonna go well. Um, then Triple Lutz double toe. With the Triple Lutz, he went and decided to do an illusion a la Yuzu Rahanyu and just tried to not face plant the ice. So thanks, Roman, for giving me an absolute heart attack. <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately... He just didn't look his best. He looked a little bit sluggish throughout the whole program, and the jumps were definitely not there. I felt so bad for him. Oh, gosh. Um, he did end up with uh, 71.06 in the short program, and he needed to go rest immediately because he was going to be skating his free skate. Yeah, in a literally. Couple days. No time to be like, oh, I, I didn't do great. Like, just go, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we can process later. Unpacking time later. Yes. All right. Let's move on to. Oh, we haven't talked about Paul Fence representing Germany. Um, finally made <laughs> it to the Olympics, but only skating the team event. And given the fact that a few of his teammates weren't allowed to compete because they tested positive for COVID, so that's Haas and Siegert. Pretty much, Germany knew they weren't going to the free skate. So this was Paul's only skate at the Olympics. But he made it. He skated. That's Olympian. <laughs> yes, uh, Paul Fence, the Olympian again. It's really funny because uh, Paul's storyline over the past, gosh, eight years maybe, has been that he has continued to postpone his wedding uh, in, in favor of training to make it to yet another Olympics. So here he is. <laughs> I love how you like... I don't- I love how you like storyline and I'm like, you're making him sound like a comic book main character. <laughs> you know, it's been eight years. Maybe True. he has a comic book <laughs> by now. <laughs> maybe that's what he's been doing. Uh, maybe his wedding program is a comic book. What do you think? Wow. That is manifestation right there. Imagine though. Imagine he's had a- eight years to do this. You know, it's, it's a lot of time. <laughs> that's, that's two Olympic cycles, man. <laughs> two Olympic cycles to... to- draw and illustrate draw draw and illustrate are the same word aren't they illustrate and write his comic book wedding program i can only do one of those things and illustration is not one of them <laughs> unless you count stick figures anyways um he popped his quad toe unfortunately into a triple toe his triple axle was okay but a little questionable um and then another roman sadovsky here small flashback to about 30 seconds ago yeah uh, where he did triple lutz and double toe and ended up with 68.64 so a little lower than roman here um and like we said germany because of the withdrawals didn't really have much of a chance to medal here in the team event but again you know Paul spent eight years on his Olympic dreams. Well, I guess basically his entire life <laughs> training, etc. But nice to see him again. True. I don't know why in my brain I was just like, does he get any tax back? But okay. Um, <laughs> let's move on to yet another boy who decided to pop their quad. And that is Mikhail Breshina. Baby did a bad thing. Oh, his eternal battle with quad cell. I don't know say? whether it's you know, it's good or bad that he popped it because 
it's good that we get to see the eternal battle, which keeps things interesting, but also bad because he popped it. <laughs> you know, maybe he'll have better luck in the individual event, as as we can say for, well, Paul's not skinny the individual event, oh, but, but for yeah. Roman. Yeah. Um, yes, he did pop the quad cell. Um, and then he actually got it together pretty well for the rest of the program. I was like, mm. all right, all right, Dad Rock, I see you. Um, a good triple flip, triple toe, and then a fantastic triple axle to finish off. Um, did get a ton of points knocked off for that. Popped quad cell, ended up with 76.77. And actually, really cool that his sister is skating in the women's event for team. So really nice I to know. see both of them. She really finally cool. made it. I was so happy family affair yeah it was really nice <laughs> all right and let's move on now to our homeboy jim boy i don't know why i said homeboy but i mean china's I was homeboy. Like, is it <laughs> china's homeboy. up in here i'm oh. sorry it's 5 a.m i just i'm not coherent well i'm not really coherent most times but even less so now but don't worry i have coffee um and jim boyang has a beautiful quad lads yeah I mean, perhaps also powered by coffee. Who knows? You know what? It was probably early in the day. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yes, first clean quad of the Olympics goes to Jing Boyang. That's cool. <laughs> it took a while to get here, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Because I, I was live tweeting. I was like, oh, my gosh, is the, is the ice cursed? What are we going to do? Can't be cursed this early. Um, and then I realized it was men skating. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it's nothing just to a wake men. you up like a men's event, is there? True. Yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he did land that gorgeous quad lutz. I, lo- then... I love that quad lutz. It's a good one. And then, oh gosh, this quad toe. Oh, it was just oh, slipped straight off the edge onto his hip, and I was like, oh, this is just a bad fall. <laughs> um well he also just looked a little bit sluggish. I'm not sure what is happening here. Maybe it's just that no one is powered by coffee or it's very early in the morning but yeah. he did look just a little not quite as he didn't have as much pep in his step as i've seen him before and you all know that when he has programs that he loves <clears throat> he has a lot of pep in his step <clears throat> star wars <clears throat> star wars spider-man anyways spider-man spider-man okay um but yeah no i felt the same for like roman as well it seemed like he was just rotating slower than usual and i was like is this the camera are we going at like a different frames per second that i didn't realize we were doing but probably it's the morning coffee is the wonder drug um don't do drugs kid go coffee don't do drugs kids except for coffee um (laughs) thankfully he did land his triple axle but unfortunately just not not looking his best here uh he ended up with 82.87 yes and that was sixth in the short program and in the team event really the points you scored in your program really don't count it's really about yeah the so maybe we should talk yeah about yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in the team event if you all are not aware it's not the actual points that you score it's your ranking amongst everyone else who skates so because um and then sorry according to your ranking you get a certain number of points allotted um and will count towards your team total so for example if you are first 
uh, you score 10 points for your team. If you are second in the event, you score nine points for your team. Third gets eight points, et cetera, et cetera, all the way down. Um, and then at different stages, uh, there are certain teams that do not advance because they did not score enough total points between all the events thus far. Hopes that, I hope that makes sense. Um, I was going to complain like, oh, it took us 12 minutes in. And then hearing you um, say that, I was like, wow, I'm just not all together to say that. So thank you for being so eloquent when I definitely could not have been. But yes, that is uh, that is the uh, elevator pitch version of the team event. For those who don't know, apologies that we just went straight in, assuming that everybody knows what we're talking about. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, that's Boyang. We love him. <laughs> Let's move on to our fifth place finisher in the short program. Uh, that's Daniel Grossel. World number one. Yes, world number <laughs> one. Training Quince, Daniel. Um, oh, God, this was a little sad because here we had a white crow program. If you did not know, pod fave and just in general fave, Dasha's fave, Misha yes. did not make it because of a positive COVID test. And I find that a whole bunch of bullshit because other people that had positive COVID tests were allowed to come after testing negative. But anyways. After him. Yeah, after him. Folks that tested positive after like him. Danny G, but not this Danny G. Like the Russian Danny G. <laughs> <laughs> not Danny G as in Daniel Grossel. Danny G as in Daniel Kleckenhaus. This Danny G is Danny Mike Grosalski. Danny G, Danny G is. I bet Daniel Grossel's friends call him Danny G. I could put money on that. Wow. You know, I've never actually thought about that. How rude okay, that Danny G is only for Daniil Gleichengauss. How rude. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> but Daniil Gleichengauss, that Danny G, got COVID positive and the team was just like, oh, yeah, we'll wait for you. Cool. Amazing. And then, like, we've got Mikhail Kolyada testing positive, like, what, one and a half weeks out from the games? One week out from the games? And... Reese Fed's just like, yeah, nah, we're replacing you straight away. And you're like, uh, and they're just like, he didn't have enough time to do another test. I'm like, bitch, please. Ugh, so depressing. Anyways, let's talk about this Danny Daniel G. Daniel Grossel. <laughs> this Danny G and this white crow, um, looking a bit flappy and scrappy with the quadlets, but also what's new, but also it was landed. So whatever haters... Triple lots, triple toe, triple axle, done, clean, into fifth place for Team Italy. <laughs> His technique gives me a rash. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Can I use that next time? <laughs> really Your technique does. gives me a rash. I'm so sorry, Danny G, it really does. Oh, goodness. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, rash, aneurysm, that kind of vibe. <laughs> um, I agree. But, you know, 88.10 got a quad when others didn't. So that's the name of the game. So we'll see him and his white crow in the short program t today. <laughs> today. Oh, gosh. Yes, we will. Um, all right. So he did end up fifth. Um, and then let's talk about our fourth place finisher here in the short program. Oh, gosh. Also, someone's technique that gives me a rash. But kind of less of a rash. There's like 
And I mean, fact, it looks right. If you didn't know yeah. what to look for, it would look right. But yeah, because they look the exact right. fucking cool. same. <laughs> uh, that's of course our blue friend Marie Vitlashvili from Georgia, <laughs> who actually skated clean with two quads. He did. I was like, what? Okay. And also, I didn't realize that um, the song he was skating to, the song, the piece he was skating to is a Eurovision song entry. And I was like, wow, this really fits the bill. This is, that really is his brand. Yeah. If there was anyone that I would pinpoint to skate to a Eurovision song, it would definitely be him. Do you reckon Eurovision has a gala? (laughs) He could use his body paint, his pension for body paint at the Eurovision gala. But he managed to do his quad sal triple toe and his quad sal's like the good one. I'm like, I'm fine with the quad sal. Um, got some plus twos. So I was like, yeah, good on ya. Um, triple axle was like, done. He hung on to it. Um, and then this quad toe, I was like, you know what? People have been shitting on you for all season and all of your career for the quad toe looking like the quad sal because he barely picks into the ice and uses such a full blade assist. But I swear to God, he was like, you know what? We're at the Olympics. Everyone's watching. I'm a like pick cleaner for you. Cause I saw that ice sprayer. <laughs> it's time to try the right jump at the Olympics. It's time to try. <laughs> We're at the Olympics. So like, oops, got to try now. Um, but I was like, wow, I'm so impressed. It's like a, it's like if you get, if you, if you were failing before and then you get a 51 and you're like, wow, I'm impressed. Good job. <laughs> uh anyways uh attempted the right jump it's fantastic uh but it was really funny because everyone was talking about it <laughs> i feel like some you know commentators around the world they just go oh wow what a beautiful skater and then they just read off whatever's in the isu bio thing but there are a few skaters that they have like extra notes for and Maurice is one of them because everyone was going oh yes his technique between salco and toe loop is a interesting it's like wow you did not know that coming in to the olympics somebody fed that to you for they sure. all shared a google doc yes yeah the communal google doc <laughs> all right well we're going to depart from our blue fan <laughs> we'll get to you today we'll see yes. you again yes we will and let's move on to oh my gosh it's mark Kondratuk. i I love him. I adore this boy. He's got just the right amount of chaos. I think he, I think he's the closest person to have gone viral with his Jesus Christ Superstar program among the uh, regular audience that doesn't yes. spend all day <laughs> thinking about figure skating. Yes, it's, it was great. I, I love to watch him go viral. He is peaking at just the right time, and I know. You know what? I'm such a fan. He is. He's the type of boy in middle school that I'd be like he's so quirky I think I like you (laughs) (laughs) um but he's consistent and I mean by consistent that boy has grit he can save a landing yeah and to 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 think that at the beginning of the season no one had any faith in him didn't get any assignments nothing happened for him and here he is I know. The second coming of Christ. Wow. <laughs> it's it's the New Testament take two. 
<laughs> but like last season, everyone was just like, "Oh, who who the fuck is this Mark Kondrat Chuck boy who got third at Russian Nationals?" Like Kondratyuk, Kondrachuk, and look, Mark Kondrachuk is Jesus Christ, comma superstar, and he's at the Olympics. So he's like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you who not, uh, for not knowing who I am. <laughs> and what a fuck! What a debut on Olympic ice! Like so much pressure on him because Kliada isn't going, and just he has ended up the leader of the Russian men's contingent, and he's just like, let let me throw it down, just like I've been doing. Let me not have a functioning pelvis, groin, and hip afterwards because I've saved every single landing, but. Let me land everything. You know, I don't have none of those function on me either. So that's True. totally okay. Here I am still kicking it at the dinner table recording a podcast. So <laughs> I'm still kicking it to pop out my hips, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from Mark to our Japanese boy. Shoma Uno, who decided to skate the short program, or maybe um, JSF was just like, you're doing it, you're not deciding, to Oboe Concerto instead of Armin Van Buren. Like, I won't shut up about it, just won't shut <laughs> just up about it. be quiet about that. You know, there's, there's just a certain type of sadness that I can only quantify when you're expecting Armin Van Buren and instead you get an oboe concerto. <laughs> I don't know what the word is for that, but it exists. Um, but anyways, Shoma tacking on that that triple toe. He always tacks on a double toe and he always looks so disgruntled with himself. But here he is tacking on a triple toe at the end of that quad toe. Um, he opened up with a quad flip, which was fantastic and triple axel, beautiful as always. Um, he really popped off here. To the oboe concerto. <laughs> to the oboe concerto. And he's like, Stefan didn't make it. Or, well, Stefan has now made it. But Stefan's not here. Let me put on the triple toe just for you, Stefan. And it looked too easy. <laughs> it really did. He's been struggling uh, to tack on that triple toe basically all season. And really for quite some time. But he did it here. And I think that this, again, may be peaking at the right time. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, but superbly, like, calm, collected skate from Shoma. He's got, he had the laser focus on. And I was like, dude, if only you skated to Armin van Buren, then you know what? <laughs> Maybe he would have done a quad toe, quad toe had he skated to Armin van Buren. And Alexandra Trusova would have been like, damn, I wanted to do that first. She's been um, really going for that for a while, hasn't she? <sighs> anyway, just, yeah, over... Armin van Buren and then just Obre Concerto. It's not like you're going from Rocket Man to Philip Glass, like we're both a great. You've got an oboe. <laughs> One oboe with the oboe solo. Insert like really weird uh, woodwind sound and just go like. And that's like how Squidward. I feel about it. Insert Squidward and that's how we feel about it. <laughs> from the club to Squidward. Wow. That's actually why is don't describe my life like that <laughs> from the club to Squidward. <laughs> oh, how far! Don't we have tell fallen. them what I'm like at home. <laughs> I'm just Squidward. Um. Anyway. Anyways, he tacked on the triple toe, and I I hope he continues to do that because true, it looks great. Okay, and what also looked great was that short program from Nathan Chen, La Boheme. And I was chock full of anxiety at the beginning, honestly. Could just 
could not breathe, hold, well, I was holding my breath, and not really because it was just Nathan, it's because remember four years ago, that's why. Yeah, Nathan on Olympic ice just, I mean, I'm already a naturally anxious person, but yeah. this really, really topped it off. Um, thankfully, everything was beautiful and clean. He did look just a little sketchy. <laughs> I think he like almost fell immediately at the beginning, but it, it was fine. It's fine. He, good recovery. I didn't um, see it. I was just too... There was a little tiny, teeny tiny trip. Um, he got a season's best score with 111.71 and everything was clean. So, so close to a world record. I was like, my heart was racing. I was watching this in my work break in the office. And I swear to God, if someone has CCTV footage or somebody recorded me watching, they would have, they would have thought I was having a fit. Um, but really, really, really good quad flip triple axle quad blitz triple toe so good so good and then the because i was watching the australian commentary um they said this final piece which i was like wow this is really eloquent i i could never they said oh nathan chen how you make a mockery of such complexity and i was just like i'm sorry i can't what? understand what you're saying <laughs> what are the words how can how you make a mockery of such complexity. I was like, wow, this is like too eloquent for, for Nathan. Is this like the kid who sits in the first row in, in yes. first year biology class with 500 people in the lecture and uses really big words because he's been reading ahead in the textbook? <laughs> oh, God damn. That just gave me anxiety in and in and of kid. itself. <gasps> it's that kid. Oh, but I mean, when you're a commentator, that's like supremely poetic. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Maybe that kid became a figure skating commentator. 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 Clearly, I will not become a figure skating commentator. <laughs> Even though we have this podcast. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's move on from our men. And we are going straight into what happened next, which was the rhythm dance. Yeah. So at this point, um, our top three teams were US in first. Then we have Japan in second. And then ROC or Russia in third. Um going into pairs so that would be very interesting because in pairs obviously we all know sway and han god yes. and goddess of my life um are coming into contention so it was it was just an interesting switch up because i was rooting for them to get first so anyways we'll talk about those points later um <laughs> talk about our rhythm dance yes our dance so let us start with our hit the road jack fellows we have alexandra nazarova maxim nikitin representing ukraine and ukraine was very much in the same position as germany with one of their um contingent members why do i love the word contingent like just it's such anyway. a good word someone it said that is. to me once in like the ninth grade and i was like wow. that's a word that's a core memory in my voc oh. a core vocabulary word can somebody um, who did the SATs for their high school tell me if that was an SAT word? Not that I would like truly care, but I love how in movies they're like, oh, wow, SAT word. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know really what that means, but um, I do. But anyway, um, hit the road, Jack. God damn it. I am so mad that this wasn't the pentatonics version. Like you could have used that for hip hop for sure. And you didn't. That, that's, that's a grave mistake. <laughs> yeah. Grave mistake. Um, and they didn't really do so well in the rhythm dance, although they got level fours in the twizzles. Uh, they got zero key points. So they literally just got Midnight Blues bass. Not even a level one. So that hurt a lot. 
ninth place overall. So not great for Team Ukraine. Not great. But unfortunately, um, we did not think that they were going to advance just because they didn't have, you know, the right number of athletes, too few athletes competing in this event. Uh, but always, always nice to see them. And we're going to see the um, the lack of pentatonics in the rhythm <laughs> dance again in a few days. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. But your mistake. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on uh, to Katarina Mueller and Tim Deke, who decided to do Joker. Yay. Oh, gosh, a Joker program. The only Joker program, again, that I will accept is from Josephine Taliagard from Sweden. Yeah. But here we are watching another one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the commitment to the costuming is great. I still don't know whether I like Tim lip syncing at the start. Like, I'm just going to hurt you really really bad and i swear i've said this in another podcast the exact same thing um i don't know if it's great commitment or over commitment <laughs> i just don't think we should be lip syncing those words like period like ever um, on the ice or off i mean yeah uh <laughs> period so katarina unfortunately bobbled in the second set of twizzles so she lost a level there um they only got two key points and although their pattern steps were both level three, diagonal step only level one. And yeah, they just got really dinged in technicals. But in the German box, they had a sign saying that they miss um, Haas and Siegert, who are out due to COVID. So that was Aww, really nice. Oh, very sweet. Yeah. But we'll see Katarina and Tim do yay Joker again in a few days. So <laughs> ho- hopefully they get better levels there. Um but Maybe they'll cut down the lip syncing as well. No, it won't happen. <laughs> All right, fine. But we can hope. Um, but often hope doesn't materialize as I have experienced many a time. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. All right. And eighth place finishes now. Let's talk about Maria Kazakova and Georgi Revere representing Georgia. Oh, Georgia really in I the know. fight in this team oh, event. I- Oh, I was so pulling for them. I was so pulling for them. Um, but Marie and Georgi, we finally get to see them back on competitive ice. I feel like it's been ages. I think the last time we saw them was Nebelhorn when they qualified themselves. Um, oh, gosh. I know. I, I heard the yeah by Usher and I was like, I've heard this before, but it's been yeah. a while. But previously, they were out for like 18 months due to like injury and all of that. So it's been ages. Um, So really glad to see them back on competitive ice, especially at the Olympics. And I mean, they were a little messy here. However, I don't really care. Just glad to see them out. But yeah. Yeah, really needing to work on some basic skating skills, I think. Um, But yeah by usher is such a hype song that like are we even looking at skating skills we can leave that to the judges it's fine (laughs) true true um but they're only 20 and 22 at the moment so that's 24 and 26 for the next olympics and i'm really hoping that they can get there all in one piece and healthy because they have potential and they can perform they just need to work on their technical base and uh, what's really sweet is that Georgi has mentioned that he wants to give back to the Georgian skating community and open up a skating school. And he's studying management at uni so he can do it. And I'm like, oh, Dios, mm, 
so sweet. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. Um, we will talk about Georgia's qualification later for the team event, but they were yes. so in it with they were. Oh, athletes and teams for every single event here. What oh. a step up. It's Honestly. Great. Get Love your own step it. up movie. It was the body paint. I think that was the kicker. <laughs> Thank you, Jeannie in a bottle. Thank you. <laughs> okay, speaking of Genie in a Bottle, where is Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera a- anywhere this season? I- I'm mad. You know, it's a shame. We've brought all of Justin Bieber, Sean Mendes, and the Backstreet Boys to the Olympics, but no Christina Aguilera. What's up with that? So, that's what Stepanova and Bukin are doing back in Moscow. They're like, damn, we need to get a new exhibition. That's what they're doing. That's why they didn't fly out for the team. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly working on a Britney, Christina, and uh, who else from that era? Hillary Duff. No, that's, that's a little younger. Wow. A lot of people from that era. It's great. But Anyways. let's speak about Team Coco, who came in seventh. Le Freak. Chic. Freak out. The first time I heard the song was on the soundtrack for the live action Glenn, Clo- Glenn Close 101 Dalmatians. And I thought it was like the weirdest song in the world. But clearly, I just had no appreciation of culture at the young age of age. So, Did your, did your life just start? At Glenn Close 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> I've made way too many references to the Glenn Close 101 Dalmatians on this podcast. I, I love it though. It's like, you know, you started becoming cognizant at that point in your life. <laughs> nothing before you remember, which is Absolutely great. nothing. Just Glenn Close 101 Dalmatians. You saw Glenn Close and I'm like, fairy godmother. Thank <laughs> <Is that> you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Team Coco. Um, I'm not sure. I think they seemed a little off here. Yeah. I don't know. I, the Twizzles were done both level four, but a bit slow. Diagonal Step level two, Pattern Step, Masato level two, Tim level three. Only two key points for the Midnight Blues. Just a bit. I don't know. I don't really know what to say. Their consistency has had a lot of issues over the season. Um... And it's been very contentious between Team Coco and keep Team Kanadai in yeah. the Japanese ice dance situation here. Um, but yeah, just not, again, with the consistency here, just not not great, unfortunately. But we will see them again in the individual event, so not to worry. Um, they, they came in seventh here and scored 66.54. Yes, uh, hopefully this, I mean, they did escape first out of the whole rhythm dance group, so... Hopefully it's just more of a matter of getting their feet um, used to the Olympic ice and all of that. So, I mean, it's great that the team event's like so early and then they can rest up a bit, train. They know exactly what they need to work on for individuals, given the protocols that they've got. So, I mean, that's a plus. Um, But let's move on to our Czech representatives, the sibling team of Natalie Tashlova and Philip Tashler skating to madonna like i'm legit surprised oh, we haven't had more madonna so in much skating. Fun. Like, so much is, fun why is this the only madonna rhythm dance we've had so much boom boom pow and so little madonna what's up with that the tagline for this entire episode that's the that's the title too much boom boom pow and too little madonna it's, that's just actually a, the singular sentence we need to wrap up the entire rhythm dance for this season <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true. Um, well, anyways, these two are just so much fun. I adore them. Uh, she was a little weird on the Twizzles. Yes. Um, just not, I don't know, a little, little bobbly here and there. Um, but it was just so much fun. And we had Madonna. So, like, who cares? <laughs> exactly. And they carried really good speed and really nice skating skills. Only two key points. But you know what? I was like, okay, they scored 68.99. And I was like, come on, judges. Just an extra point zero one, please. Um, but anyway. So much fun. So much pep on oh, their yes. step. I enjoy them so much. They would be peppy in Animal Crossing. So. <laughs> yes, they would be peppy type in Animal Crossing. I mean, they're, w- they're wearing the hot pink. You know Peanut will go crazy for it. Peanut would love that. Yes. Apologies for those who don't get animal crossing name references they're just like why are you talking about peanuts um you are nuts which i would agree with Um, i agree no 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 disagreement there yes um but let's move on to our chinese contingent dance i still love them i still love you wong lu still love you uh with their elvis medley which makes me a little sad because our dancing king yaroslav panio Uh Anyways, with this boot issues, why am I bringing this misery into this episode? I don't know. Anyways, we have Trouble and Blue Suede Shoes. Great. Um, So, gotta say, first and foremost, when I was watching the opening ceremony and the country's coming in, I spotted Xingyu's head from a mile away because he's the only one who's that tall and has that hair. I was like, did you do your hair? the elvis style like for the opening ceremony because i was like oh i see your (laughs) full commitment we love commitment commitment. like a day early um so i was like oh hey i see you um and we saw them turn up for the rhythm dance their performance quality for this elvis rhythm dance is just so superb it's fantastic what can i say yeah key points Three yeses. Wasn't too bad at all. Um, Twizzles level four. Midline set, we got a level two. Um, Shinyue got a level two for the pattern. And Shinyue got a level three. And I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Room for improvement. They're the season's best. Home Olympics. Home Olympics. Great first showing. But there's still room for improvement. Which means come the individual event, let's turn it up. And I mean, there were a good, like, more than five points over the six over the sixth place finishes. Um, so they kind of split the field. And I'm just so happy that the hard work is paying off. I adore them. I love everything about them. I will be so excited to see them next season. Yes, please. All right. So in fourth place, we have uh, Piper Gillis and Paul Poirier from Canada. Uh, interesting. What was happening here? Um, first of all, we have new costumes. Hmm. Why? This caused such a ruckus on Twitter. I was like, oh my gosh, people are screaming. So, screaming. what did you think <laughs> about the costumes? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I wear a lot of neutral colors, so anything that's bright kind of freaks me out. <laughs> Not in like a bad way, but like it's kind of like a jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people would say a jump scare is bad, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not a bad thing. Some people love a good jump scare. True. Um, Haunted but... house. Exactly. Um, I we pay for that shit. <laughs> well, I didn't get the candy floss for nothing. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> I kind of liked how garish and bold the double Elton John orange unitards were. So I was kind of sad that we didn't get to see the full get up. But I also love Piper's new fit. And I'm like, it seems a bit more balanced. 
<laughs> as balanced Sorry. as possible without me and my head to toe made well mom outfit. <laughs> yeah, Paul, but, was just, Paul was just like, I ain't leaving my unitard. I was like, no. I will not abandon this unitard. Like, Piper, Absolutely you can not. do whatever you want. Over my dead body will I abandon <laughs> this unitard. Um, but it was fun, except for the fact that they really got dinged technically. Oh, I don't, I don't know what was going on here. Twizzles both are level three? I'm not sure what was going on. Patton Step, Piper got level two, Paul got level three, Midline Step level two. I I don't know what was happening with these two here, but... It was rough. I mean... No, it was just for, not, for not them, the best. For them, that is. Like, I don't know. I really, really like this rhythm dance, though. I find it such a good balance of the hip-hop and blues rhythms. And obviously, given it's Piper and Paul, it's very unique, but also well choreographed. Oh, I just hope that they got also dinged a little in levels for the free skate. I mean, free dance. So hopefully come individuals, they're like, judges, stop. Yeah, Piper was bobbling a little in the free dance on her twizzles. Um, We'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. But anyways, it was just not their best outing. But I hope that they're getting their nerves out, you know, in, in time for the individual event because we love them. They're they're just so great. So fingers crossed. Um, also a team that we love, Team Mom and Dad, Charlene oh my Grignard and Marco Fabri from Italy. They're Michael Jackson. So good. It was so strong. Oh, perpetually underscored and underappreciated though, these two. I know, but this was like, I was more happy with this. So Mom and Dad got four key points. Marco was the only person to get a level four in the pattern step for the rhythm dance. Finally, appreciation for Marco Fabri. Charlene got a level three. Midline step was a level three. It was just so fabulous, so strong. I feel like every single time they skate this rhythm dance, it's stronger, which is like, it's great. Um... And they scored 83.83, which is a season's best for them. Very happy. Um, everyone went wild, which is great. And you know what? Being only like 1.22 points behind Sinitsa and Katsalapov and just less than three points behind Hubble and Donahue is kind of great. It's what they great. deserve. It's what they deserve, finally. It just I'm took beaming. an Olympic judging panel for them. <laughs> it just took a judging panel, which makes me like, oh, wait... But, you know, I'm happy. We'll we'll take this. We will take this. So it's just like, not perpetually underscored now. It's just like a little bit underscored. (laughs) A little, a little. They just need to skate on Olympic ice all the time. And then it bumps their scores up to what they deserve. Wouldn't be mad. Wouldn't be mad for mom and dad. Wouldn't be mad at all. Um, let's move on though to our, oh my God, second place finishes. Oh no, they're going to be yelled at when they go back home or just back to the hotel because Nikita, 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 sir, struggling here. You can leave your hat on in Brick House. One of the best rhythm dancers this season, just objectively with the best midnight blues for this season. Uh, But Nikita, not really just not doing well here and it wasn't like okay actually I was, I was about to say it wasn't supremely noticeable and then I was like no it was noticeable um he lost a level in the twizzles because he bobbled so it's an interruption in the rhythm that's one point not one point but as in like that's one feature that he messed up on and then the midline step he decided to fall out of a step very noticeably oop 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 um <laughs> oh yeah 
And I mean, look, the rest of the everything else, Midnight Blues, obviously brilliant. Pattern Step, both level threes. Midline Step was a level three. But then I was like, look, Hubble and Donahue, who skated before them, skated really lights out and super oh, clean. Maddie and, Maddie and Zach did so good. I know. And I was like, it's just not going to be enough. I was like, you you can't make this kind of mistake when Maddie and Zach skated so good. Oh, that's that's the best that I've ever seen Maddie and Zach. Honestly. Honestly. And then I was like, oh goddamn. They're coming in second by like a point and a half. Roosfed is gonna have a fit. They're gonna they're really gonna scrape. <laughs> Even though I agree, Sneedster and Katalapov did win on PCS by a little bit, and I was like, okay, that's fair. Ish. Um, but yeah, I was like, somebody's going to have a fit. So that's interesting. And I love how the Ru- the Russian media was like, oh my God, they were robbed. I'm like, no. No, Russian media is always like that. <laughs> oh, Russian media. But speaking of Hubble and Donahue, let's move on to them because, <laughs> my God. Uh, f- okay, first of all, there was a collision between the two teams in the warm-up and Zach and Nikita, these two men, really kind of... Had words after. (laughs) We're not pleased with one another. Um, But anyways, uh, take from that what you will. (laughs) Um, There's a video out there, I think. Anyway, um, we won't get into it too much apart from mentioning it. But I will mention the Janet Jackson medley because we have said that this isn't our favorite Janet Jackson rhythm dance this season. But holy shit, that was straight fire. Oh my gosh, it's so good at Almost makes me like it a little more than the other one, but but no, not actually. <laughs> I, but I did like this skate. I did. Like I did this like skate. this particular performance of the Janet. Hundred percent. Oh, it's just so good. I haven't um, seen them skate any better. No, they. This was a personal best and a season's best, which very yeah. well deserved. It was. It was near perfect. Yeah, like Maddie especially, she was excellent, and the, that opening midline step just so good. They legit got plus fours across the board, and I was like. Yep. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> that's right. Pattern steps, both level three, three key points. Twizzles level four, 86.56. And a, and judge number eight threw out a 10 for skating skills. I'm like, you go judge eight. You judge eight. Pull it out the stops. <laughs> judge eight was being so liberal with the tens. So liberal. <laughs> I don't care. Who is judge eight? It's fine. It's the Olympics. It's Give the Olympics. The Give them the tens. They deserve them. Judge eight, David Munoz. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> All right. At that concludes uh, the rhythm dance. So um, here we had uh, the U.S. in first again. So at this point, the U.S. was leading with 20 points. Uh, we had ROC or Russia in second with a total of 17 points between men and dance. Um, and then in third here, we had Italy. Um, and Italy only had 14 points overall. So um, anyways, our top three teams in total after the rhythm dance were the U.S. in first, ROC or Russia in second, and... Italy in third. It's mom and dad. That mom and it dad. It is point, mom and dad. Point bump. Thanks, mom and dad. Um, all right. So then after pair... Or, <laughs> excuse me. After, after ice dance, we went into the pairs short program. And by this point... I was exhausted, but we powered through anyways. Um, all right, let's get into pairs. 
Yes, let us start off with our ninth place finishes, Sofia Holochenko and Artyom Dyorensky representing Ukraine. And um, interestingly enough, this was his first time back on ice after recovering from COVID. So um, that's fun. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. They lost a bunch of levels, but um, really can't ask for much more. He is back on the ice after recovering from COVID, which is a feat. Um, so really glad to see them. And again, the Ukraine did not have much chance or really didn't have a chance of getting in uh, to the free because of their lack of athletes competing here. Um but they scored 53.65 and came in ninth. Yes, so levels really hurt them. Every, everything was landed, but the twist only got level one, step sequence level one, back outside death spiral level one. So that hurt them. Um, but moving on to our eighth place finishes, we have Elizaveta Zukova and Martin Bidar from Czechia. These two have a lot of pep in their step. It's a little bit Daniel Grossel, though. It's kind of oh. all over the place. Okay. <laughs> Okay. It's a little all over the place. I think they just need to. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Need figure to figure it out a little bit. <laughs> the, you know what? It might be the fact that they're skating to boom boom and not boom boom pow. <laughs> <laughs> they already they have too much pow. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to reel it back just a little. Just, just, just boom boom. Reel it a little. <laughs> <laughs> We're not dance by pairs. No need for the pow. Um. (laughs) anyways um that caused mistakes here and there for them um they did end up in eighth with 56.70 um but again just really happy to see all these athletes um between Mikhail Virginia and his sister and this team here so very true yes um and let's move on to our seventh place finishes and this is Nicole Delamonica and Matteo Guarise and oh my, hmm, this wasn't great for them, but we love them. Our king, queen of unitards. Oh gosh, uh, what to say? What to say about these two? Uh, Let it be, which is a fantastic program for them in their final season, um, but just not a good skate for them, unfortunately, in their final season here. Um, Nicole really had trouble with the sal, fell on the sal, and then um, did step out of the throw as well. Just kind of littered with mistakes. Not the finish that they wanted. They came in seventh here. Yes, it's really unfortunate. But onwards and upwards, really. Yeah, I love them. They're the king and queen of jumpsuits. So, <laughs> For sure. Um, but let's move on to... Oh my god, Georgia! Hello again! Sixth place finishes Karina Safina and Luca Berlava. And oh my god. Georgia's putting up such a good fight here. I know, and... Olympians now, they got together for this season, mm, mind blown, and they're coming in sixth right here for the team event. Bodes so well for them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is their first season together. Obviously their first time at the Olympics as well. And like, here they are coming in six. Six is like the middle of the pack for the the team event here. So that's fantastic. Um, We're definitely going to see them again in the future. Um, So they... Really had a great skate. I was so happy to see it. There was an issue um, with the landing of the throw loop. There was also some issues with the spins here and there. But apart from that, really solid. So glad to see them out. Can't wait to see them get more competitive ice under their feet. As well as seeing them skate their free skate. Because it's just amazing. Go Team Georgia. Yeah. 
real real solid outing for them their first season together their first time olympic ice i mean who could ask for more yeah um and with that let's move on to our fifth place finishes and that is kirsten moore towers and michael marinaro oh um it was okay it was a lot better than previously in the season yeah yeah um they had to hold on tight to a few landings um lol excuse the pun but because uh, oh, their music is yeah. called hold on tight i was like wait that sounds really familiar it's because it's their <laughs> season um the triple twist was a little weird it's, it's never been really great for them it's never been a super strong element um but it's done <laughs> yeah the catch has always been a little off this season and it's always like i feel like it's always different things every time that i see it yeah mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. anyways um, Kirsten did step out of the side-by-side triple toes, um, and it was okay. Like, it wasn't perfect, but... It was nice. Yes. I I feel like they've really gotten down pat the whole um, enjoyable vibe of their programs. Like, regardless of how they do technically, I'm like, oh, I really... That was really nice to watch. Yeah, they have good commitment. Yeah, but not good. through a Joker program, which I appreciate. <laughs> thank goodness thank goodness for that um okay our fourth place team my faves oh my god i just i i love them they're my favorite who doesn't love them i've yet to see someone say that they don't like this pair you know it's very fair because they're fantastic uh this is of course riku miura and ryuichi kihara from japan and there are very few people that I would tolerate a Hallelujah program from at this yes. point in, in figure skating, but this is one of them. This is mm-hmm. someone that I will tolerate Hallelujah and actually enjoy Hallelujah. Katie Lang Hallelujah at that. Um, just the joy on their faces. It's amazing. I want to have that much joy in my life, which I get from watching <laughs> them. It's true. It's true. Um, everything was fantastic. We had side-by-side triple toes. We had triple lutz. Very nice. Everything's great. I know, and I can't stop thinking about the sheer improvement that they've made and the mark they've made this past season and a half. It's just so admirable. Like, yeah, to- it- talking about getting your shit together and exceeding any expectations. <laughs> they will for sure be showing up multiple times in our end of season awards. I can't even think that far into my life. Why am I talking about that? But anyways, <laughs> um. They scored a personal best here because, of course, it was fantastic with 74.45. And all of Team Japan was just so happy for them. Absolutely. And we were also kind of really happy for Alexa Kinnearum and Brandon Fraser, who Brandon just recovered from COVID and they threw down such a great short program. You know what? Alexa Kinnearum, bless her, looks amazing. Yes. And Brandon's shirt was also there. (laughs) Yes. I feel this way about their costumes all the time. Like, sometimes the difference between the costumes, um, between the two athletes is not that stark. But especially with them, Alexa always looks top tier and Brandon's shirt is always just kind of there. And and here we are again. Except for (laughs) the free skate. He improved. Oh, he did have a really good shirt for the free skate. Yeah, it wasn't like just there. It was like, oh, I'm by your side now. Oh, it was very nice. Anyways, um... They, d- they had such a good short program, uh, side-by-side jumps, one of the only times that I've seen American pairs <laughs> like side-by-side jumps. Yeah. 
and there um, wasn't a chain of Jesuses in between. So improvement. We'd like to see yeah, it. Yes. Uh, by that, if you're unfamiliar, means that there's not half half the a rank, rank between them. <laughs> yeah. Because we, it's a pair. We want to be skating together. We not, want to know that they're they're actually partners with one another. <laughs> yeah, not just two single skaters out on the ice. We want them to stay within the same camera frame. Yes. Um, so well done to them. Um, and Alexa's facial expression at the end was just like, bitch, yeah, I know I just threw down. What do you expect? That's <laughs> exactly, exactly. Amazing. Amazing. Um, again, they did end up third. I think that was actually quite the surprise for some folks um, with 75 flat. Pretty great. Yeah. Um, and moving on to our top two, and this caused some ruckus against, again, like... Only in gonna, Russian media, though. I was just about to say. <laughs> no ruckus in Russian anywhere media. else. <laughs> um, and I had to rewatch Anastasia Mishina and Alexander Galiamov's program just to be like, if I was a judge, what would be my case for having it so close to the world record, um, which was set by Sweet and Han? Because um, it really... People were going, oh, is this, who's going to get the world record? It's either going to be Sui and Han or it's going to be Mishin and Galiamov. And I'm like, okay, Sui and Han. Um, but not Natalia. Upon rewatch, Mishin and Galiamov, like, their technical elements are truly, like, really, really, really good. For example, opening twist was great. Throw triple flip was excellent. And to be fair, it did have better execution than Sui and Han. Um, side by side triple sales also pretty great, but then a few things like the side by side pest bin lost a bit of unison, um, noticeably so, um, and the overall like look like the majority of the elements were done great, but overall skating as a, a pair was nowhere near as convincing and, and as collected as Sui and Han. Like Sui and Han move as like one unit, and you're like wow they're a pair. And I just don't think that Mishnah and Galeon have had that quality just yet. I agree. You know, there's just something so magical about Sway and Han. And the way that Mishnah and Galeamov skate is a little, like, more traditional, just with all of their movements. Sway and Han just skate with, like, such abandon that it's just so magical and yeah, mesmerizing. It... I feel like I'm a fourth grader trying to put adjectives <laughs> into my essay. But there's really, like, no other words for it. Mishnah and Galeamov are fantastic. Their yeah. technical elements are truly top tier. But there's just something about Sway and Han, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I, and I don't think it's, like, traditional more so that... You can tell that their focus is on getting elements together and trying to put together a performance, whereas Sui and Han, they're putting on a performance mixed with everything. Like, it's, like, this out there skating a performance and here, I don't know, the words don't really kind of piece things together, but no, it's an experience when Sui and Han skate. That's what it, it really is. is. It's I, like I adore you're that. going to... I don't know, the theater and the, anyway, right, let me start with that. But Mishnah and Galeamov, um, really strong performance here. Um, season's best with 82.64, meaning that if Sui and Han didn't compete, this would have been a new world record. Um, but yeah, 0.19 difference between the top two pairs. Um, they did score higher just barely um, by a quarter of a point. Um, in technical components, but PCS lower only by 0.42. I was like, that that doesn't seem right. Yes. Um, anyways, why don't we talk about Yay, <laughs> our first place finishers phase. Our favorite pair. Oh my God, I'm going to interrupt. Sui Wenqing and Han Tong 
It's going to Mission Impossible 2, the orchestra suite, not an oboe concerto, so that's lovely. Um, oh, hey, it's my favorite pair short program this season, and oh, hey, it's my favorite pair team at the moment. Yay. Um, okay. I do have to give the throw triple flip to Mishin on Galliama. Fine, yes. if I must. Um, but those but- side-by-side triple toes, they were crazily flying sent. and literally perfect like matching so good um the pair spins was excellent the lift the ending everything it's an experience and yeah. i was like you know what in my notes i had um as if this isn't the new world record based on how mission and galliam have skated for their world record at euros and it was it <laughs> was the world, world record, record. <laughs> Thanks, Judge Five, for throwing out a 10 for performance. Who are you? I'm going to shout you out. Thank goodness. Judge Five, Marco Buttarelli. Thank you, mate. Thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. Um, but yes, 82.83 for a new world record. Even though it's by a little bit, doesn't matter in the team event because they got those 10 points for China, which was ultimately the difference for China as a whole team as well. Oh, it really 10 was. 10 points. Them points. So at the end of the day, we had USA on top with 28 points, ROC in second with 26 points, Japan was on 20 points, Canada was on 16 points, and that was it for day one. And then women was day two. So let's go into those real quick. Yeah. All right. Let's go over the women. So in 10th place here, oh my God. Okay. Oh, yeah. We have Zhu Yi or Beverly Zhu from China. Um, and her short program was to paint it black. And we'll talk about her yeah. in a second. Yeah. So, yeah, this wasn't a great short program. It actually, she scored 47.03, which is a huge ouch. Um, fell on the opening triple flip, triple toe. That was done very close to the boards. Um, popped this popped the loop into a single so that was invalid element and you could tell she was hesitating going in and then when the pop happened I was like oh yeah I kind of almost expected it which was really really sad and yeah it's just really not a great outing um, but you know it was I, I was hoping it was a one-off um, and that she'll come back roaring for the free skate but yeah, unfortunately, that didn't happen as well. Yes, unfortunately not. Um, let's we'll talk about that. In the yeah, okay, we will. Let's move on to our ninth place finisher here, representing Team Italy, and that's Laranaki Hootman. <laughs> uh, everything seemed a little sluggish. Again, I just yeah. don't know if it's the camera. I don't know if it's the eyes. I don't know what's going. I don't know. People it's are probably tired. the time. I feel I'm saying that about everyone. Just seemed a little slow, seemed a little sluggish, not a lot of speed across the ice. Um, all the jumping elements were completed, though. But Yeah, like even the spins looked kind of labored as well. I was like, Lara, what's going on here? Um, yeah, interesting. But anyway, scored 58.52, which was the season's best. But unfortunately, she's only there for the team event, so... This was her only skate for the Olympics, but who gives a crap because she skated on Olympic ice and she can call herself an Olympian. Amazing. Um, all right. In eighth place, we have... Alishka Brashinova, Olympics debut from Mikhail's sister, but also 
you as Alishka, so proud. Um, 25 years old at the ripe old age, aka USA considers you the oldest woman on earth. Um, but <laughs> skating to Sweet Dreams by Eurythmics, I'm like, yes, great song choice, amazing. Yeah, I always think about, I don't know if you were an early So You Think You Dance fan, but Neil and Sabra from season yes. three, I think. So You Think yeah. You Dance with their Sweet Dreams, the table dance. The table phenomenal. dance, yeah. Anyways, so good. I'm going to go watch um, that on YouTube now. What a good outing for her on Olympic Ice. I know, not a bad first skate at all. So, triple Lutz, triple toe. Yes, there was a three turn in the middle, but she did super well to tack it on at the end. Um, managed to get the double axle and triple flip out and ended up with a season's best, just casually. Good on you. 61.05. <laughs> fantastic and so lovely to see her in the team event with her brother like i know what a, what a great experience absolutely and we're gonna see her in the individual event too so oh which is so nice so nice. i know i know but let's move on to our seventh place finisher representing ukraine anastasia shabatova carol of the bells which was Really, it seemed festive almost with the Carol of the Bells plus the costume that she had. I think think I'm a fan. I stand anything festive, so yes, decidedly a fan. I think. Yeah, I was kind of oh, this is a this is a cool surprise. We don't really get many like festive programs outside of. <laughs> I love how this is considered festive. Nutcracker. They're just like oh my god, Christmas day <laughs> is it festive? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, it gets played every Christmas or like danced every Christmas. It's true. And folks take their entire family to go see the Nutcracker Ballet every Christmas. It's a tradition for a lot of folks. But anyways, um, it was pretty pretty great. No no complaints here. Um, I, I think that there could be a lot of work done in terms of like, again, packaging, maturity, oh, etc. But she's yeah. 16. So maturity is Legit just <laughs> not turned. a prerequisite. She's like, what? Two weeks into being sixteen, <laughs> yeah, maturity is not a not a prerequisite. Plenty of time to Absolutely. build those skating skills, build um, those PCS scores. But she's um, got really balletic like posture and hands, so hundred percent the potential is there. Really nice. Um, again, she came in seventh with sixty two point four nine here. Yes, and moving from the young end of the spectrum to again ancient age when it comes to Nicole Schott. <laughs> According to American media. 25. Um, 25, which Mariah Bell also <laughs> creeping up there. Oh, American media, how special you are. Um, oh, I'd be called ancient too, yeah. <laughs> I would just be done. Non-existent. <laughs> Non-existent, exactly. Um, all right, she actually did really well. She was struggling actually earlier this season Again, just didn't seem quite herself, but I, th- I think she's back, question mark? Yeah. Look, okay, I've I've said this before, this Adios Nino program, the costume, I love it. The packaging, it looks so sleek and looks so good. Now that she's got Carolina Costner working with her, it's like the improvement is visible and I really enjoyed it. It's, it's probably that Carolina Costner magic. Yes, it say. is. And then I was like, at the end, after after doing a clean program, I was like, Nicole, you go inflate that pretzel. You sit inside that pretzel in your Oh, my God, box. the pretzel. The Wait, pretzel. I have to talk about the pretzel. Yes. I Googled the pretzel after I saw the inflatable pretzel because I was like, I didn't even know that these things existed. There are different sizes. There are different pretzel flavors. There are like two-toned pretzels when you Google. So who knew that there was a whole market out there for inflatable pretzels? I did. 
<laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Which speaks to me as a person. I'm like, oh, you know, hot girl summer, what inflatable do you choose? And I'm like, pretzel. And everyone, else is, everyone else is like, pink flamingo, woohoo. And I'm like, pretzel. Pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate right. it, though. Um, but great from Nicole. And moving on to our fifth place finisher here, and that is Karen Chen with an oh no performance. Oh gosh, everyone was being so hard on Karen. You know what? Karen did. Karen did fine. She's doing both <laughs> events, okay? Let's give her a break. And also, again, skating in the individual event. Although it's not quite as quick of a turnaround as men, but you know, four programs in a very short amount of time is. It's a lot, so. Very true. But Karen Chen pulling through um, for Team USA like she kind of always does. But in the short program, not her best. Um, Triple Lutz, triple toe. Look, the toe was called under. I don't give a shit. She was on her feet and she got it done. (sighs) Yes, um, definitely rotation calls. I mean, to be expected with Karen has always had some trouble with rotation. Um... But 65.2, and I knew that she was just going to bring it for the free skate. So no worries here. Um, Did amazing for Team USA. Uh, Again, she came in fifth with 65.2. Yes. Um, Let's move on to fourth. And that is, oh my God, Team Georgia really fucking bringing it. I'm so excited. Anastasia Gubanova, Olympian now after being... After being shunned and like shoved out by Roosevelt. She's here. You know, I did think that she was a little underscored here because she's she always underscored, <laughs> always perpetually underscored because we know why. Um, yeah. But all the jumps were landed so solid, so lovely, pulling it out for Team Georgia, really putting in the good fight for them in this event. Absolutely. I really want her posture. <laughs> <laughs> I would like anyone's posture that's even like slightly more upright than mine. I'm not yeah. asking for much here. <laughs> I'm not asking for much. Not um, definitely not asking for much. I love though that in the kiss and cry, um, when Nasia got a score which was sixty-seven point five six, everyone just looked so deflated. I gotta love them just looking at sub seventy scores like they've just received a forty. <laughs> I mean, she is so underscore though. So I mean, maybe that yeah. was it. But yeah, I don't know. But um, Team yeah. Georgia in the kiss and cry with fantastic acrostic poem on their poster i forget what the actual words what were. what does team mean but they did an acrostic poem for the word team and if you did not know an acrostic poem is where you take the first letter of each word and line them all up one right after another vertically um, and then you either write a phrase a sentence or a word that begins with each of those letters of the word that you choose so for team, they had a word for team, or a word for the T, a word for the E, a word for the A, and a word for the M. The words are escaping me right now, but as an elementary school acrostic poet, I greatly appreciated that type of team spirit. I want to do more acrostic poems. That was a <laughs> great time in my life. I have Around. really difficult letters in my name to acrosticize, yeah. so. Acrosticize, is that a Acrosticize. <laughs> Anyway, um, moving on from the acrostic poem Legends of Team Georgia to, oh my god, who, who would have thought Madeline Skeezers representing Team Canada after another skater that, is, that got absolutely done hard by by their federation um, 
And now we're here going, look at me. Look at me now, bitches. <laughs> Skate Canada just not doing a good job this year in general. The Federation. The athletes are. Great. Yes. But anyway. Because look at what Maddie put down. Like, who expected? I knew she could do it. We knew she could do it. I just, just took a little bit for Skate Canada to hop on board, but yes, anyway, a few, a few seasons. But you know, what's a few seasons, right? What's what? What's a few seasons in the long run? Um. Anyways, uh, here we are with Maddie Skeezus. She skated to "My Sweet and Tender Beast," which again is a fantastic name for an a Kindle Unlimited romance novel. <laughs> yeah. Um. But oh my gosh, this hug between Maddie and her coach so at the beginning. Cute. So cute. What? What? Say what? Um, just knowing that she was about to step onto Olympic ice, just, I, I cried. It was fine. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> fine. Um, she's so happy. And you know what? She has done such a good job this season of costuming. Her costumes pop so much with the lip color that she chooses and the way that she does her hair on Olympic ice. I just think that it's so smart. Whoever did that for her. Really great. That's a tick. What also was a tick was triple, it's triple toe, triple loop, double axle. We pretty much got everything to be plus threes and plus twos, bar judge five, giving the plus ones out. I see you there. Boo. But everything else, great. I mean, coming in third, 69.60. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I was so happy for her. We'll talk about her free skate in a second because she was so happy it was such an olympic moment yeah um, but you know what else is an olympic moment is my absolute <gasps> fave walk of a higuchi stepping onto olympic ice and finally some appreciation for yes. this your song by ellie goulding short program and i knew it because all warm-up they were bumping ellie goulding <laughs> i was That's like this manifestation DJ is riding the same train as i am on he's like we are manifesting appreciation for El- ellie goulding amongst our spectators and you know what they did it um so anyways wakaba um she did not opt to go for the triple axle which i actually think is quite smart for her here yeah we're warming up she still has the individual event it's fine it's great everything's it's good. fine and you want to perform well for your team yeah, and her double axle is phenomenal. So it's yeah. it's huge because her triple is also huge. So clean double axle. Um, and then everything else was great, clean, perfect, wonderful. Skating just skills like are just top notch. Everything is just fantastic. And this costume is so oh, nice. It's, so it's got like when I was involved involved in indie makeup, I used to do swatches of like hollow and like uh loose eyeshadows and it just reminds me of this one eyeshadow that i had that had like this beautiful green and purple reflect and the base was white it's just so nice it's really really pretty like wakaba is more of a power skater and this kind of softens her and balances the energies out and then it also just fits the music very well fits the vibe very well it's just it's beautiful what was also beautiful was level four everything's as well just love it 74.73 so good um and then of course in first place who can touch her camila valieva from roc or russia um and this very strange thing happened on instagram stories with oh my god okay <laughs> we'll, we'll, yes we'll talk about that later should we talk about, we'll talk about it here because it's the Carol yes. program yes okay so it terry to on her story 
reposted this very strange Instagram post by apparently by Alec Baldwin, although it's no nowhere to be found, actually, um, where Alec Baldwin talked about how Kirill Richter was having a fantastic skating season and that everyone <laughs> should watch this absolutely phenomenal skate by Camila Valieva because of this combination of Camila and Kirill Richter. Let me, <laughs> let me read out the, the text that apparently our Alec Baldwin Insta um, with the blue tick mark posted. Um, I love the Olympics because the world stands still, even in these crushingly disheartening times to watch in awe as athletes and artists like Camila Valieva show us the beauty in this world that is made by one person, a song, a poem, but not acrostic apparently, um, a painting. To have dedicated one's life, in Valieva's case, a short one thus far, to this artistry. Thank you, Camille Valieva, for your gift of heart-stopping beauty to the world. The music is In Memoriam by Kiel Richter, at Kiel Richter, at Camille Valieva. And a Terry screenshot shows that Kiel Richter's liked it. Um, and she in she tags uh, Alec Baldwin Insta and Camille Valieva, 26. And then in like Comic Sans MS says thank you with the prayer emoji or the high five emoji. Um, and so she posts this on her story. I'm like, wow, this is a very strange person to like post on Instagram about figure skating with like apparently a video of a TV screen from BBC Sport of Camila. And like, oh, okay, I get, why would Alec Baldwin do this? This is very interesting. I go onto Alec Baldwin's page and it's nowhere to be found. I don't. I, I really don't know what's happening here. <laughs> some some sort of weird alien shit. Evan Bates must be in the building because wow, I, I cannot explain this past. Well, Evan Bates was in the building as Team USA captain. So. <laughs> there, there's no other explanation for this. It's so strange, and I kind of feel bad for Terry. Because does she realize it's a spoof? And then Camila reposted a Terry story. And I was like, but also does Alec Baldwin know? <laughs> was it Danny G, but not Grassel, comma Daniel? Gleifengaus, comma Daniel? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. But Camila escape. Um, how can you get more perfect? I, I honestly don't know. Um, she had... A lot of judges gave her 10, so many plus fours and plus fives. Um, it was truly amazing. It was great. Um, and I was like, her grandma must be so proud. Oh, that's really sad. I know. But she was beautiful and honestly just untouchable. It was beautiful, great, amazing. Love it. Yeah. However, a lot of commentators actually talking about the pre-rotation. Which was great. I appreciate it. It's, yeah, it was actually multiple uh, people talking, multiple commentators talking about the pre-rotation. Refreshing. Refreshing, even though the judges, uh, there are a lot of plus fives for that triple flip. I'm like, mm. every single time I see the triple flip, I'm like, mm, lovely double flip. <laughs> lovely double flip. Because you only spin flip. twice in the air. You only do two rotations in the air. Anyway, I've given up on pre-rotation being called, so whatever. But that is it for our first half short program recap of the team event. So stay tuned for when we discuss where the real shit happens in the free skate because drama came. Drama, drama. Um, yeah, I guess that wraps it up for the women's event. Uh, let's quickly kind of tally up where we are at this point uh, because some folks sure. did not make it to the free skate. Um, so at this point... 
So there are 10 teams which made it to um, the Olympic team event as a whole. And then after the first session, so the short program, only the top five teams in terms of total points make it through to the free skate. And so the standings after the short program, um, in 10th place, we have Ukraine on eight. Um, ninth place was Germany also on eight, but um, due to the tie break, they came out um, a place ahead. Uh, Czechia came in with 15 points into eighth place. Italy ended up on 20 points. And then Georgia ending up in sixth overall on 22, but also on 22 was China. So that was so heartbreakingly close for Georgia because China won their tie break um, and made it into the finals, eked into the top five. Canada came in fourth on 24 points. Japan in third on 29, USA, on 34 and in second and ROC on top with 36. Yeah, it was going to be a very interesting fight, but really I think the big heartbreaker is Georgia coming in six because they just had, they had a full team this year and I loved all of them besides Maurice's quadto. I love everything on the Georgian team except for his quadto. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. but we also love an underdog story and I felt so bad for them. I know, I really did. But, you know, I can't be too mad about this because Sway and Han made it to the team final. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and also Boyang Jin, so, you know. But no Spider-Man. No, no Sorry. Spider-Man. More Bolero. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If Han Yan were here, he wouldn't fucking do Bolero. <laughs> oh, my God. He wouldn't touch it with a 10 He wouldn't pole. touch Bolero, would he? No. no he wouldn't. I can Not say that with pockets. certainty. anyways um yeah so that about wraps up this episode in our next episode we're gonna finish off the team event so i am joss and you can come and chat with us at let's get down pod that's l-u-t-z get down pod on twitter and instagram and if you want to work with us please shoot us an email at let's get down pod at gmail.com I'm Claudia, and if you like this podcast and want to join the mass Cluedo slash Where's Wally game to find out when, where, and how certain skaters are getting to Beijing, please leave us a review and give us some five-star love. We would really appreciate it. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.